We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, we talk about our week eight ranks. We got the trade deadline coming up. We'll talk about how we anticipate and react to that or pre uh, preview uh, that as well. Uh, and we're going to hit a lot of our anxiety issues at certain positions. All coming up on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast with Jen Piacenti from SI.com joining us today. Coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Jen Piacenti from SI.com. I think I got it better that time. The second time's the charm here. Jen, thank you so much for joining me again. Yeah, I usually have you on once a year, whether it's baseball or football. Thanks for uh, coming on today. My pleasure. And I uh, think you're you're really busy. I see you all over Twitter all the time, uh, <laughs> whether it's baseball, football, SI, SiriusXM, various other outlets. Uh, staying busy, keeping happy. Staying busy, keeping happy. Yeah, I have a podcast too that's on ESPN Plus now in partnership nice. with Omaha Productions, which is pretty cool. It's called Waiver Wired, and um, that's my podcast once a week. So you guys can also check that out. It's uh, you can download it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. And what day of the week does that drop? It drops on Tuesday afternoon. So it's called Waiver Wired, and it's supposedly, hopefully, to get you in time to get some Waiver Wire info, as well as we talk about like a lot of other stuff too. Sure. But I always make sure to really hit the Waiver Wire candidates on that podcast. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and we are in the same Scott Fishbowl League. Um, yeah. The less said about my team, the better. Um, but I'll still wear the sweatshirt with pride. It is still a fun league. In and out. Let's go. Uh, yep. Even though they've all passed me by, uh, but it's okay. Um, uh, let's talk about a lot of the big issues. First of all, we got yeah. one trade already this week. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, mm -hmm. started the process, Trevin, trading away Kevin Bayard to the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And they've suggested that they're willing to trade almost anybody. Well, and, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that we see a trade of like Derrick Henry or, 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 uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Cause I think I, obviously Hopkins, I feel like would be a, a tradable commodity. And I think a lot of people would be interested in him. Do you think something like that happens? I think something like that probably does happen. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult. I think we all have Derrick Henry on our trade wish list, especially for fantasy. I know I have certain teams. I would love him to land on for fantasy, mm -hmm. but he's got a really fat contract. And he's kind of getting old. So I think it's going to be a little tricky uh, to move Derrick Henry uh, for fantasy. I have desired spot. I'd love to see him in Baltimore, obviously. 
I'd love to see him in Cleveland behind that O-line. You know, now that we know that Jerome Ford has this ankle issue, there's lots of yeah. places I would love to see him. But, you know, I don't know how realistic that is. But he's definitely the number one on the wish list. Another player I think would be interesting is to send Ryan Tannehill to the Jets. Have someone to keep the seat warm until Aaron Rodgers supposedly comes back. I'm not sure that Zach Wilson is the answer. Like, not a lot to lose trading Ryan Tannehill. And they need to figure out, is it going to be Malik Willis? Who's it going to be? Will Levis? Right. Who's it going to be in Tennessee? So I think that's interesting. And um, we shall wait and see. I've got, I've got a lot of, like, fantasy dream trades that that may or may not happen. You know, right. I'd love to see, for instance, does Philadelphia really need all those running backs? Could we maybe send Rashad Penny to the Bucks? So I can get some value from my bench or the waiver wire because he's got to be more efficient than 3.2 yards per carry. Sorry, Rashad White. Like there's just, I don't know. I, I get excited when I think about the potential for the trades, but as far as realistically, yeah, I do think Nuke, like you said, is someone that can get moved. And, uh, and I don't know if he's the Broncos. I think they might move. Over yeah. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Marvin Mims get a little unshackled a little bit. I think exactly. all of fantasy Twitter is like, where's Marvin Mims? But every week it's 19 snaps and one target. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And like and until like two weeks ago, he like led the league and receiving yards, even though he had like seven targets. I mean, it was ridiculous. He's a field stretcher. He's like, if he could even just get the opportunity Jalen Hyatt has, I think we would get more out of Marvin Mims. So if they were to move a Cortland Sutton, I don't think they will. I think it's more likely they move Jerry Judy. If they move someone like Jerry Judy and we can see Marvin Mims get a shot, I think that's somebody that you should think about stashing in case that happens, much like Ty J Spears is someone you should think about stashing in case. Great. And, um, you know, there's a few players like that. You know, Demario Douglas, you want to get really, really gross? What if they move Kendrick Bourne? Probably not. Or even just what if Demario Douglas is is good because he looked really good on Sunday. Right. Um, he's like a hundred percent available. So there's a lot yeah, of things that the deadline can change. And I was that kind of anticipates my uh, follow up question is what do you do in advance of the deadline? Do you try to anticipate certain moves and try to stash? And you know, those are some good examples. Douglas is a good example too because you know Juju didn't play that game, had the concussion. Right. Parker is Parker. We seen enough mm -hmm. of him i think at this point in time and douglas they, they you know the pats have struck out so many times and getting dynamic receivers why not give douglas more of a run yeah and and the word was early on that bill Belichick just loved douglas and then i guess he had a, you know he had a bad drop in week one we didn't see much of him and then this mm -hmm. week really pivotal in that win versus the bills you know he was pivotal at significant moments moving the chain so we see the talent why not give him a chance? I think he's someone that like is pretty widely available if you have room. I'm not saying you start him this weekend, but I'm saying he's a great stash. Yeah, I mean he's even available in like in FFC formats and, yeah. uh, often, and even the fishbowl sometimes. Uh, yeah, really deep formats you can find guys mm -hmm. like that. Like you probably can't find Mims or Hyatt in those yeah. sort of formats, but you can find them in Yahoo or five man bench leagues. I don't want to disparage Yahoo or any other provider, but you know common leagues 10 team leagues 12 team leagues with short okay. benches those guys are, are definitely widely available and yeah it'd be fun to get those guys i'd love to see more hyatt you mentioned him uh he's yeah. a guy i think just give him more i understand there's a there's the issue of giving your quarterback time whether it's taylor or jones and having the f time to find him but man what a difference he makes whenever he gets you know a modicum of targets he's a burner i mean like 
if you could get Wandale Robinson, you know, active in the slot, really good, and you get Jalen Hyatt as the downfield threat, I mean, they they have the pieces. They got Darren Waller. Once mm-hmm. they got him more involved, we see how much more successful they are. You've got Darren Waller. All you need is a, a competent quarterback. And, you know, Tyron Taylor, underrated. Uh, he can throw a deep ball. People think of him as a dink and dunk guy, but he's not. He has the ability to throw the deep yeah. ball, and Jalen Hyatt can, can make a big play for him. Agreed. Absolutely agree on that. And my theory on the Giants is they have too many quasi viable receivers. Hundred percent. You know Hodgins and oh, let's go ahead and bring in uh, you know Paris. So let's let's go ahead and bring in this guy. You know and that, you've got like eight guys, and well, they all got to get snapped, mm-hmm. and nobody mm-hmm. nobody ser- is get served by that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about some of the guys that are uh, we're ranking this week. I think it's. It's really actually strangely a tough week because everybody's playing no bye weeks, no London or Frankfurt games or anything crazy like that. And yet there's, I, I find so much discomfort. Let's start like a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Burrow yeah. this week, he, he's got the Niners on the road. He's Top had one, one really good game all this year. And, you know, I know that acutely see also worst fishbowl team in the league. Uh, you know, that, that was my guy and I had him with Higgins and that's just not working out so far right now. How confident um, are you starting him coming in out after the break? I'm not super confident. I will tell you, I don't know how far this goes, but sometimes at Sports Illustrated, we get a little bit of insider information. Mm-hmm. So um, somebody at Sports Illustrated's son plays flag football uh, with a, a coach of the Bengals, and they say Joe Burrow's going to be absolutely fine. He's trending in the right direction. He's going to come out balling after the bye week. Take that for what you will. But this person's definitely starting Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, I'm it, it, okay. Let's say I have, and, and hopefully you do. If you have Joe Burrow and you're in a one quarterback league, hopefully you have like a Jared Goff, right? As your backup. I think that's a very mm-hmm. realistic pair of quarterbacks you could have. Um, I would start Jared Goff. He's at home. He looks good. And I would watch Joe Burrow. But if you have, for your second quarterback, an option like Sam Howell, I'm going to go with the talent and try Joe Burrow. So I think it, yeah, it really depends. it's a really tough matchup. I think the Niners are going to be, I mean, these losses, right? They, they need a get right game. It could be versus the Bengals. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough I, all around. But as a Bengals guy, I hated that the Niners lost on Monday night. Hated it. It's just two losses in a row on the road. They're going to be angry. Ah, there's, there's no let, there's no like cross conference letdown game here. This is um, all all full bore. I'm afraid I've got burrow at nine, but it's only because there's a lot of my options. I don't like in one league where I had burrow. I did the responsible thing. I had a, I had a pivot. I had Anthony Richardson as my pivot. Oops. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, then, then, then that then you're lift you know you're you're lucky to have Hal as your pivot after that. Um, I so have a a um, league. It's a it's a high stakes league that I drafted in Vegas, and I have Justin Fields as my quarterback, and my backup plan was Kyler Murray, who maybe that will still pan out for me, but I have to hold him right because you mm-hmm. have no IR. And in the interim, someone dropped Russell Wilson, so I picked up Russell Wilson. So this weekend, I guess I'm starting Russell Wilson. Like I'm just. <laughs> Like yeah. in that dead zone, yeah. left available. Like, <laughs> like I should have of these three guys, I should have some kind of a successful quarterback, but it feels like I don't. It's yeah. just a crazy season. 
Yeah, there. As Disco Dave says, there are a lot of ugly QB matchups for streaming this week. Mm-hmm. Albert asks Burrow or CJ Stroud this week. That's a reasonable pivot, by the way. That's a great question. I would actually start Stroud this okay. week. I would feel more comfortable personally myself with taking the floor that I think I'll get from Stroud. I think you're going to have much higher upside from Joe Burrow potentially mm-hmm. like we could just see Joe Burrow suddenly go off and be like, wow, we shouldn't have worried about the matchup. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. What does it matter? T Higgins is fine. His rib doesn't hurt. He's targeting chase Higgins. How can you cover that? The 49ers are flailing, but you could yeah. also see another single digit game from Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, the 49ers. And we got news on the other side of this matchup. Sam uh, Brock Purdy's in the concussion protocol. And it looks like we're going to have Sam Darnold starting this week. Albert uh, mentioned it in the chat. And I appreciate you, Albert, for mentioning that. I went and looked at our news on on there. And, yeah, sure enough, Darnold's on track to start, according to Adam Schefter. So I'm on. I have him in Scott Fishbowl. Maybe I'll have to start him. Vindication. (laughs) You love it. There you go. You held on to him, and now now it pays off. Um, Okay. I'll tell you, like some of these bye weeks, I mean, there's been some ugly names started. When we had Bipocalypse last week, six quarterbacks out. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and a 12 team league and a super flex league, that's going to lead to some really bad situations there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I've got Burrow at like nine or 10, but ugh. Okay. yeah, you know, and we've been like searching for names after 10, and it's, it's not pretty at all. I mean, yeah. And we just took Purdy off the list now. It's not pretty or pretty. Um, what about Matthew Stafford this week at Dallas? Yeah, uh, pretty ugly sp- setup here. I, I he's not so he's in that glob of guys that I just don't trust. I don't trust him either. I mean, he's he's passed for a lot of yards, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really passed for a lot of touchdowns. It's not quite translating into the fantasy boon that you would hope it would. Dallas is a pretty tough matchup. I wouldn't say they're bulletproof. Obviously, they've shown some cracks but if i if i don't have to start matthew stafford i'm not yeah same i've got him at like 19 um but like right there with desmond ritter against tennessee i'm not really thrilled about that um how can you ever be thrilled about an arthur smith team i mean uh yeah uh I, i don't love that uh for super flex leagues okay we now have sam darnold as an option we didn't know we were gonna have that when we started this but if you're look, you're dumpster diving. You're trying to start that second uh, QB. Is it Tyson Bajent, secret secret Bajent no. man? Uh, is it Tyrod Taylor? Is it Darnold? Who is it that is your super flex dumpster dive it's, for the week? You mentioned him, but it's Desmond Ritter. That's okay. my dumpster dive. Okay. Uh, listen, the Titans secondary. You should be able to pass on them. He has okay. passed for a couple of 300 yard games now, and they just traded by Ark, right? So it's yeah, only getting more beatable. He's had a couple of rushing touchdowns. He has a little bit of mobility. So if you're really dumpster diving, I actually think this could be the week to stream Desmond Ritter. Um, I mean, again, we're talking dumpster dive here. We're not talking exciting. Um, You could try Mac Jones. It's a decent matchup. It's Mm -hmm. not the worst. I'm trying to think of people that would actually be available. (laughs) Right. I know that's, that's the, that's the uh, conceit on super flex leagues is who's actually out there. Yeah. Like, you know, if sometimes I, I held, I've held on to my, Mac Jones all season long uh, in mm-hmm. one league, one of my super flex leagues. Cause okay. He's starting, I guess. And I started him last week and it worked out. Okay. Cause okay. Stroud, was not, Stroud was on by. So uh, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. 
sometimes you just have to go ugly. Um, I don't know who's, you know, Jimmy G would be fine if he starts. I don't love it against Detroit, but he's cromulent. He's a, he, he could at least not embarrass himself like the other greater quarterbacks did last week. Right. I agree. You can put Jimmy G in as a solid floor guy, I would say. I don't yeah. think it will be awful. Dave asked, where would we put Darnold on our list? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, we are required to put everybody on there if you do ranking. So uh, probably about 26 or so, like Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold, since we can just have a little bit of a pairing of history there. Uh, Jets past and current quarterbacks. I would probably go Zach Wilson over Sam Darnold. I think so too. I, I mean, like, why do I have to make this choice? This is awful, but I understand super flex leagues. I, I, I'd rather not start either. Yep. I, I've never, I haven't seen Sam Darnold play football in a long, long time. At least I feel like I kind of know what to expect for Sam Darnold. And um, he does have the mobile upside. Sam, Sam Darnold does too. Um, but I just don't know. I don't know what he's going to look like in this Shanahan system. It should be better. He has, Certainly a great arm, but we've seen Sam Darnold look. We've seen them both look really bad. We've yeah. seen them both ghosts. Yeah, and, you're just uh, hoping that you you get like a, like 15 fantasy points is what you're hoping with this. Oh yeah, that would be great if you got 15 points from either. I consider that a big dub. Big yeah. dub. One last QB question. Uh, PJ Walker is going to start again this week. Uh, we already know that Watson's not going to play, and it seems like it's going to be multiple weeks. Uh, can he support this offense? Uh, is or is what we saw last week more what we should expect going forward? I think he's going to have to support this offense. I mean, the, the the problem is what are they going to do with the run game now that it looks like Kareem Ford might also be banged up. So we've got mm -hmm. no, so can he, we've seen PJ Walker be fine before with Carolina. It's not encouraging for the Browns. No. I think they're going to have to like win on the back of their tough defense, which didn't look so tough last week. Yeah. So I don't know. Am I using PJ Walker? No, you know, it's interesting because every week I go and I try to think about, okay, how can I be really contrarian in a DFS lineup? Like what quarterback might just randomly go off? And I was like, maybe PJ Walker. And I went and looked and it was like, no, I mean, it's worse <laughs> than Desmond Ritter. I mean, like, can they win the game? Yeah. Sometimes they can get the, the game won by the strength of their run game and their tough defense, but it's not because of PJ Walker. So is he, I mean, really, I guess he's not that much worse than Deshaun Watson as far as them winning games. But True. as far as fantasy points, they don't compare. As far as fantasy ceiling, Deshaun Watson's is higher. Yeah. But what version of Watson exists anymore? That's right. the other question, too. I right. mean, Walker couldn't be any worse than the Watson we saw in the five throws against the Colts. So we'll <sighs> say about that. Uh, just he was horrible, horrible. And you just he but I, I am. Right you know, he's a pitcher that doesn't have his fastball. Literally. He just doesn't right. have it. And we've seen rotator cuffs. You do baseball, you know, pitcher with a rotator cuff. You're like at least four weeks. And he's, yeah. yeah, I would think going to be yeah. able to really grow. Yeah. So when I saw Schefter's report on that, I was like, mm, okay, we're not going to, yeah, I, I can see why he's not going to be doing anything useful for a while there. All right. Our, our podcasts are on the blue wire network. Here are their ads. This road wire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for your indulgence and patience with that. We love being on the Blue Wire Network. Uh, let's talk running backs. Everybody's favorite topic to get on the soapbox about had to be Bijan Robinson and Arthur Smith's reaction to it too. I mean, I don't. Did you see the press conference? Uh, him talking about that this. I think it was today or yesterday. Just he just so dismissive. <laughs> He's such a, yeah, I'm not going to say, but yeah. like, is there a coach that you could possibly hate more right now? I'm no. sure we can, as the weeks go by, we can find others, but right now, Arthur Smith's on top of it. He's on the top of the list. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. Uh, do you feel confident starting him going forward? Yes. Bijan, that is not Smith. We can, yes. No one feels How confident. Can you not? Now, I will say, like, I would say essentially Bijan has been a, a disappointment based on mm -hmm. where we drafted him, how much draft capital we used. But how are you not starting him? You have right. to start him. Like, what other running back are you going to start over Bijan Robinson? Because the fact is, it is a run first offense. That's why we don't love Desmond Ritter necessarily as a quarterback. 
The fact is he has been incredibly efficient this year. He's been great when he plays. He's just not getting enough opportunity, it seems like. So supposedly this was a headache. Supposedly it's an illness. I would assume he's fine this mm-hmm. week coming back. It's not a great matchup. It's Tennessee. But Tennessee might also just kind of be like, whatever. We don't care that much. They're selling the team. So it's true. You're starting Bijan Robbins. I can't think who you're, you know, not starting, who, who you're starting over him. Yeah, I can't think of like two starting. Uh, you might be blessed to have like, okay, you drafted Swift later. Okay, great. Or, or Walker. Good good on you. Although neither of those have yeah. great matchups this week. But I have Bijan at nine this week, and I might move him yeah. up higher if he's like fully practicing all week long. Yeah, you got to start him. Yeah. All right. Deonta Foreman was a weak winner last week. Uh, three touchdowns, lots of yards, you know, catches, you name it. They might get Roshan Johnson back this week, although he still didn't. He was still in the protocol today, despite a full practice. Uh, can Foreman still be a very productive starting fantasy running back for us this week? I think he can probably give you a pretty solid floor, though I think we shouldn't be fooled into thinking that the chargers of this year are their chargers of last year. As far as their run defense, they have been much better versus Mm -hmm. the run than they were last season. So it's not just a cake matchup, but I do think the run game is very important to Chicago and that he probably will be able to give you a solid floor. If you need a running back, I, I do not think it will be like last week because I do think Rashawn Johnson will be back. And in theory, he should be ahead of him based on what they were telling us coming into the season. And, and Rashawn Johnson is like super, super talented. And I think we all would have heard a lot more about him if he hadn't been stuck bus- behind some other little running back named Bijan Robinson at right, UT. Right. So um, he, he, he's the kind of guy, he's big, he can catch, he can do everything. What's interesting to me is this whole healthy scratch thing. You know, because Donta Foreman has looked just fine since he's been back. We knew he was pretty good with Tennessee. He was good in Carolina. You know, he, yeah. he's had a pretty good career, but he was a healthy scratch all these other weeks. Sure, Khalil Herbert was really good. They still had Rashawn Johnson ahead of him. Uh, my question to you, Jeff, maybe you can help me. Is this a Chicago problem? It might be. It, it very because well it might be. I mean, problems. I think Khalil Herbert's a very good back. I do too. I think Johnson's very talented. I don't know if he can fully get it done in the NFL yet. And that, that to me remains to be seen. I think they probably had a little bit of a roster crunch. Like, can he play special teams? You know, sometimes it comes down to that, right? The third running back, if he's third on the depth chart, can you play special teams? No. Okay. You're going to be a scratch. I think sometimes that's the process such mm-hmm. as it is. And we all know three headed monsters just don't work. We need right. two, two are fine. We can live with two, but three is just a nightmare. Um, So that, you know, you mentioned Rashad Penny earlier. Is a, is a, I think it's a similar mm-hmm. analogous to that. I don't think Rashad Penny has forgotten how to play. I just don't think he's in the right situation. I think there are two better backs than him, and they've they've discovered that. I still think he can play in this league. Trading him to uh, Tampa would give us the battle of the Rashads. I'm in I'm in favor of that. Let's see it. Um, yeah. and, and the winner gets the gets the spelling right, uh, and then we can go on from there. But uh, uh, no, but I I, I think. Foreman can play. I mean, we saw it in Carolina. I think maybe it's a case there where after maybe extended work, he breaks down like a lot of other backs, kind of like maybe we'll see with Mostert at some point. You know, that right. was always the rub with Mostert. I think Foreman is kind of like a, a poor man's Mostert. Yeah. I mean, you're playing Don's Foreman this week if you have him. Unless mm-hmm. you have, I mean, you have no teams on by this week. So it's possible that he's a luxury 
for yeah. you, but most likely you're starting him. I don't see why you wouldn't. Foreman or Aaron Jones, my first problem child on this list. Foreman. Yeah, because me too. You know Foreman's, I think Foreman's going to get the volume. Aaron Jones just isn't getting the volume, and it probably has to do with his injury. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also possible that he's lost some of his skills. Uh, the matchup isn't particularly good versus Minnesota. This is something people may not realize because I even had a colleague at SI say something in, in a video we were doing last week. I had to try not to react. He's like, oh, definitely got to start that person, that running back. They've got Minnesota this week. It's a great matchup. And I was like, eh. not anymore. Minnesota's only allowing about 82 rushing yards per game this season. They've only allowed 66 rushing yards per game across the past three. I took the under on the Christian McCaffrey prop this week, not because partially because I thought maybe he would rotate. He didn't rotate. He still went under on rushing yards. Now, did he score a couple touchdowns? Yes, he was still great for your fantasy team. You always start Christian McCaffrey. But Minnesota has actually been much better than people realize. They've only allowed three rushing touchdowns this year, one receiving touchdown to running backs. So yeah. and that was Christian it, McCaffrey for crying out loud. I mean, it's not like it's like a, a run of the mill yeah. running back. It was the best. Yeah, it's not a great matchup for Andrew. And plus, the Vikings are like frisky right now. Did you see them? They were Kirk Cousins was dealing on Monday. So yeah, I and, and the Packers are kind of trending in the opposite direction. So that is a really tough call because you drafted Aaron Jones early. And you picked up Donta Foreman, who was just a healthy scratch a few weeks ago off the waiver wire. And it feels really gross to start mm -hmm. Donta Foreman over Aaron Jones. But I probably would. Ugh. No, I, I would too. I've got like Foreman at 13 and Jones at 21 this week. And, and unfortunately, where I have Jones, I don't have the luxury of having a Foreman. I don't have somebody better. I kind of have to start him. I've got like Another guy that was really struggling this year and Damian Pierce on that same team. It's like, yes, good matchup this week though, at least for, yeah, Pierce. it is. I'm, I'm starting Pierce, And again, I'm starting it. Cause I have no better option. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah I, I, this is, this was an auction league and I got, I kind of got caught price enforcing with both Jones, Derek Henry and then Pierce all like, I kept on thinking people are going to pay for running backs. Right. And then you find, I find I have terrible receivers because of that. Well, well, I guess I shouldn't have yeah. price have price enforced there. So I always have the running back in the flex. I don't, and I, I just, I'd rather have the receiver in the flex. I'd rather have the better receiver. I just, it's very uncomfortable when you know, like you understand Pierce's problems are the offensive line driven, uh, or at least part of it. At least you want to think it that it seems like it, but then they got Laramie Tunsil back and it didn't seem to improve. Right now. I'm just Pierce. like, now the buy is going to help him. Please. Maybe I'm just wish cashing here, but, and, and the matchup's going to help him. But after this, we'll see. Um, you're, you're right. This is a good matchup. And it's actually kind of like this. This is a bright line moment. If he doesn't get it done here, he, he might, he might fall into the AJ Dillon zone where I just don't trust him anymore. Yes. A hundred percent. And speaking of this matchup, if you do need to dumpster dive, if you will, for a running back, Devin Singletary, definitely yeah. my DFS lineups. Yeah. I can see the it. The Panthers are the best matchup. And Devin Singletary was getting a lot more work at the game before. That's right. Bye. So look, he's more efficient than Damian Pierce so far this season. So I, I would, I, he's cheap. He's like free on FanDuel. So yeah. that's kind you of know, dart I like there. Speaking of before the buy and dumpster dive options, Chuba Hubbard was awesome before. Yes. The uh, but Miles Sanders practiced today. So what are we doing with mm -hmm. Carolina? Gosh, it, I think we're going to have a lot of eyes on Carolina this week for yeah. a lot of reasons. 
First of all, the Miles Sanders, Chubba Hubbard thing. Chubba Hubbard seems to, he's had the best game for a running back this year for the Panthers. It seems that he's earned a spot. Yeah. They spent all the money on Miles Sanders. They went and got Miles Sanders. I think there'll probably be somewhat of a committee this week. It, it's hard. Um, if you have Chubba Hubbard and you need to start him, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable starting him. It's a decent matchup versus Houston. Though, again, not as good as it has been in the past. The same thing as with the Chargers. But a good matchup. Both running backs on both sides of the ball should yeah. have good backs this week. I think you're right about that. Uh, with got the a equipment play caller. Yeah, that's true. They did take that away from Frank Reich. Um, and he, well, no, he said he chose that. That's right. I'm sorry. Let's he make, chose yeah. That. Yeah. He chose uh, that. yeah. David Tepper had nothing to do with it at all, uh, or his analytics people. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, Lindorfins has a question for us. I'm going to fold this into the uh, running back section. She goes, would you uh, consider a sell high on AJ Brown for a buy low Tony Pollard and an overpay? Would you consider that an overpay? Uh, Tony yes. Pollard hasn't totally lit it up like people thought he was going to. He hasn't killed you either. Now coming out of the buy home game against the Rams. Is it a good time to buy on Pollard? Yeah, but not at the cost of AJ Brown. So yes, it is an overpay. Okay. It's an uh, overpay. AJ Brown's the best wide receiver right now in the NFL. If you watch the tape of AJ Brown, if you see how good AJ Brown is and how clearly they're connecting in yep. a PP half point PPR league. If you were talking standard league, maybe because Pollard should get the touchdown opportunities. But look, I said this at the beginning. I have one share of Pollard, and it's in a, a team where I got to a keeper keeper league. I did not draft Tony Pollard. I love Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard looked so good last year because of Ezekiel Elliott. Sorry, I'm going on my high horse here. No, it's okay. He was able to be explosive and look so good because Zeke Elliott was throwing blocks. He was running the tough runs between the tackles. They don't have that guy right now. That guy is not Tony Pollard. And Mike McCarthy, if you watch a Cowboys game, he calls these runs straight up the middle. For Tony Pollard, he can't do that. He can't run between the tackles the way Zeke did. So, yeah, do we need to get Rico Dowdle more involved? Yes, maybe that's the key, whatever. I love Tony Pollard, but the, the new offensive scheme they have is not working out that great for mm -hmm. the type of runner Tony Pollard is. I mean, like, it blew my mind when Mike McCarthy's like, oh, we need to be more of a run first team. We need to call more runs. And you're going to do that with, with Tony Pollard, I love Tony Pollard. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's not just like people would sit and say, Tony Pollard's the better running back. He's so much better. Do you know that Zeke Elliott is fast? He's fast right now. Go look at how fast he's running this season. And he's getting the goal line carries suddenly in New England. He's worked his way up. I'm not saying we should have kept Zeke or we should have paid that. I'm just saying sometimes it's about the combination and it's not just the players. I love Tony Pollard. I would not, unless you're, I mean, really desperate for running back, give up potentially the best wide receiver in the NFL for Tony Pollard. I, just, I wouldn't do it. Sorry. I no, I off. love when I can touch a nerve like that. That is the best. Right. High horses are the best horses. I love them. And I I, I forgot that you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, um, yeah. I should know better about that one. <laughs> so, I, had to, I, I had to get, all politics are local. Um, And, you know, that that's definitely the way to go. And so, uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And you can just see it. I mean, sometimes it takes someone that it can absorb the pounding. And that, that's one of the things that's so rough about the NFL right now is you need that from that position. You need running backs that can do that. Yet we don't value them. And then, and no. yes, there's a degradation in performance after a certain age. We get that. And I understand why 
it happens this way. I don't know if there's a, you can't have a running back specific cap. You can't do the, I I don't know what the solution is, but I know it's patently unfair to running backs also. I agree. And I, again, I, I don't know what the solution is either. It's tricky. Yeah. They have a shorter career. They take more of a beating. Um, but also there's somewhat quote unquote interchangeable. Um, that's how teams see them. So it, it is, it's very, very tricky. Yeah. But. It's interchangeable if you run the offense a certain way. But when yeah. you run it a different way, then, oh, go figure. Then there's special. Yeah. 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 Fun times. Uh, also fun times are at Circa, uh, where we, uh, the, uh, one of our big sponsors here, get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touch down at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Parties, only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. I'm here with Jen Piacenti. Jen, were you part of the uh, the the your high stakes uh, Vegas league? Was that the one at Circa? The the yeah, we had so much fun at Circa Sports. I have to say, like, I am not yeah. paid for this endorsement. Um, we had so much fun, uh, Lindsay Rhodes and I, especially. We just, yeah. it was awesome. We we did. We went down to the pool area. We watched the sports on the giant TVs. We drafted our team. We drank margaritas. The whole thing was awesome. We had a great dinner at the steakhouse at Circus Sports. It was just a really, really good time. I love that steakhouse. So I was there. We were on Radio Row for that week and promoting the uh, super, their their pick'em contest and the Circus Survivor, which I'm a part of. Um, all that Lindsay, uh, Lindsay dropped by while we were doing our show. So I saw her ever so briefly then. So that was, that was cool. So I thought you were part of that draft. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I love that they've embraced fantasy football, that it's, it makes so, so much perfect sense for a casino to embrace that. And they've done 100%. it to the nth degree. Yeah. We had, we had a great time. They, they love fantasy football, fantasy football loves them. And, yep. and what's great is it's not right on the strip. So you're down in Fremont street. It's kind of, it, it's nice. It feels like a really cool area of Vegas. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know, a little more. It's like when I lived in New York and there was like the places, all the tourists went, they all went right. to Times square. And then there's the places the rest of us went. Yes, exactly. Really cool people. The people that lived in New York, right? Yes, exactly. That's what, that's what circus sports feels like. Yes, indeed. Uh, Cooper Cup. Let's call. Let's talk wide receivers. Cooper Cup mm-hmm. is responsible for me getting pied a couple of years ago in the Howard Butter <laughs> uh, pie contest. My girls. I got played me Michael good. Gallup for mine. <laughs> uh, both of them had to take part of it, so I got two pies for the price of one on that one. When he didn't get a certain number of catches against the Steelers last week, was his first game like that in a long time. Um, did not get untracked against the Steelers shame on me for not knowing that, you know, knowing that parallel this time is in LA, but does he bounce back this week against the Cowboys? Tough matchup here. Yeah, he will. He'll still be cute. I don't know that he'll be like, you know, 150 receiving yards, two touchdowns, Cooper cup, but I think you can expect a pretty solid floor from Cooper cup. He's still Cooper cup. And remember Dallas again, very, very good team, but don't have Trayvon Diggs. There, there are cracks in the defense. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you can trust Cooper. I mean, what are you doing? Sitting Cooper Cup? No. Wait, do you want to use him in DFS lineups? 
No, I'm not I'm not spending up for him and his salary right. this week. But for my fantasy team, yeah, there's no way I'm sitting Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um I I, I agree. Uh I and I and that's more what I was asking is it's probably more for DFS pur- purposes. I mean, you're even starting Puka Nakua probably. Um mm-hmm. he was awesome last week, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, I I don't see too many leagues where he's not in your top 20 or top your top your personal top three choices three and a flex in many cases he's so good he 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 the footwork he had against the Steelers was ridiculous those toe tap catches he had along the sidelines so impressive so good he's so great isn't it crazy like he wasn't even an everyday starter in college every game starter yeah. in college these things are just had to transfer you know all that you know it's very similar origin story to Cooper Cup even you know Eastern Washington, you know, you know, you know, I had some breakfasts with Stafford and all of a sudden he's very good. Uh, people saw it coming, you know, there, there, and people saw it with Puka. I was in when I said we were in Vegas this summer as well. Rotowire does a thing in circa then as well. We did a draft and someone drafted Puka Nakua in July before anything had even, even before cup had hurt his hamstring. Uh, so someone was always on him, you know, so it, credit to those people that are, I just wasn't. And I'm, I'm feeling the wrath of that right now, but that's what it goes. Um, Adam Thielen, can he keep this going? He's been so good. And I, you know, so little was expected of him in Carolina this year. I don't see why not. I mean, it, there's no reason to say. I, I know he's older, but mm-hmm. he's always been a great contested catch guy. He's clearly somebody Bryce Young trusts and can connect with. There's no reason to say that he can't. I mean, we'll see what happens with the new offensive play caller. Maybe they're going to try to get more Jonathan Mingo. Maybe we'll see have a DJ Chark sighting. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, you know, will he keep it up at this level? Maybe not. But are you still, is he still startable every week until he proves otherwise? I, I don't see any major thing to point to to say it's not going to happen for him again. You know, yeah. he's the Would wide you- receiver one in an NFL offense. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I might be wary. I guess the context is: Would I be wary of trading for him? And expect what? What I expect for that? Oh. If I needed a receiver, um, okay. especially in advance of the trade deadline. That's a good question. So, no, I don't think he is someone I would target as. I would tra- have as a trade target. Um, mm-hmm. That I don't think I would do. Um, but I also don't think I would sell high on him. Yeah, I just that's don't think there's anything to do. There. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to do. You know what other trade I would I would like to see, just going back to our fantasy trade, I, it, this is a fantasy trade. I don't think this is really going to happen. I would love to see Zach Moss traded to Baltimore so that the people who have Zach Moss could still have some good fantasy days and the people that have Jonathan Taylor don't have to sweat it out anymore. Is Zach Moss going to steal some of the carries? Right. That's me selfishly talking because I have, have both. both. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> well, you know what? Zach Moss has been objectively good not just objectively like stepping good. in in a good spot but breaking tackles you know all the advanced metrics say that moss has been great which by the way begs the question to me and i've always suspected this do you everyone says oh all the bills need to be better is a great running back all they need to be better is a running back and james cook has been very good this year but i even hear people talking about oh just send Derek henry to the bills i'm not sure i feel like that's a place running backs go to die i don't think they know how to use their running backs look at what happened with zach moss they they were like barely using him now he's a stud over here right. uh you know it took him forever to figure out how to use devin singletary and then once they did you know two seasons ago down the stretch into the postseason he was awesome so i i don't know i, I do wonder about 
I guess this is kind of on a tangent, but what happens to running backs when they go to the Bills? I don't think it's good. I think you're right. I mean, it's the design of the offense. It's the fact yeah. that Josh Allen steals goal line carries. Um, they don't. But then so Jalen Hurts, and yeah. I'd still start their running backs. That's true. But then again, they have Jason Kelsey, and Jason Kelsey cures a lot of ills, right? Uh, they have a really good offensive line. It's not just Kelsey. I know that. Uh, but that, that's that's a good starting place as any. Um, the O line kind of you know makes reveals that or disguises that as the case may be. Um, Allen doesn't check down to the backs every once in a while. He does throw to Cook, but it's usually a design play, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. not like in, in oh, yeah. I, I'm in trouble. I'm going to scramble. Maybe less so this year than in previous years, and maybe that's helped Cook a little bit. But yeah, you're right. I do think it's not the quality of back necessarily as it is the the structure of the offense and in in external factors there. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, I got another problem child for you here. Uh, Calvin Ridley. What are you doing with Calvin Ridley right now? Can I just take a moment to pat myself on the back and say, I have zero Calvin Ridley. Okay. And it's not because I don't think Calvin Ridley is a beast and amazing, and he's been one of my favorite fantasy players in the past. It's because his draft capital got so high that it was absurd. Mm -hmm. People were drafting him like ahead of A.J. Brown. I mean, like it was crazy by the end. People were so high on Calvin Ridley. He was going into first round, beginning of second round. You can't do anything with Calvin Ridley but play him and hope that I think that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't trade him because does he have the potential to go off the second half of the season? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, would I go acquire him? No, I'd still feel nervous about, I mean, if you could get him for a song, absolutely. But you know, we, I also have some concerns or I drafted a lot of Trevor Lawrence. I drafted a lot of Trevor Lawrence because I believed in Calvin Ridley. And that was my way of kind of getting my Calvin Ridley. I thought him having all those weapons would help. And he hasn't been good for fantasy, but he has been very good at winning football games and yeah. the Jaguars have been very good. And he's, and the numbers aren't showing up on the sheets yet. I yeah. think they will. The throws think- are there. Um, yeah. I mean, the Houston game, Ridley was just dropping him. I mean, that drop touchdown on the very first drive shaped that entire game. Had another bad drop later, had two false starts in that game. Just a really awful game. And then the Thursday night stinker last week. I mean, there that was a catch on the sidelines, by the way. They should have reviewed that one play. It would have saved the day for Ridley. He was It was beyond saving at that point, but still, it would have given us at least some. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I'm a little jaded. Awesome. Like I, I, I'm still starting him. I mean, his matchup this week is, you know, good, right? I'm trying to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Thing. At Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you're gonna start him. Yeah. You're gonna start Calvin Ridley, I think. Yeah. I just don't know what you can do with Calvin Ridley. Um, I if you're really sick of him, like some people are really sick of T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would rather I'm buying. T Higgins. I'm not selling T Higgins, but other people are annoyed with T Higgins. People may feel the same way about Kevin Lee. It's your team. If you're frustrated and you don't want the energy, get rid of him. But I would not get rid of either of those wide receivers if it were my team. By the way, who has two thumbs and has both T Higgins and Calvin Ridley on their Scott Fishbowl team? This guy. 
I, I have, I have Sean Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> I got fishbowl team. My fishbowl team is worse than yours, Jen. Uh, it, it's an order it of magnitude is. worse than yours. Too, by the way. I have no <laughs> running backs. I'm starting Cam Akers. I'm, I swear to God, I am. I mean, it's. I would bad. trade you, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. No trading there. I do have Deonta Foreman. Woo! That worked out. All right. Paid yeah. off. I held him this whole time. I have ETN. Uh, it's been yeah. a beast. Oh, ETN's so awesome. awesome. That that's one I got right. I did say that the whole Tank Bixby thing was overhyped, and ETN was falling into the fourth round. And it's like I did. Get I got so I'll give myself. I got ETN too. I thought it was kind of a, a non-narrative that he didn't score touchdowns. That was everybody's mm-hmm. issue with him. Right. Okay. So I'll, I looked at that and I was like, okay, so positive regression, great. I'll yep. take it. And Tank yeah. does still steal some at the goal line every once in a while, but he's getting he doesn't touch the passing game anymore. Thank God. Um. He, all it took was one game to reveal that that was a bad idea to have him in on passing downs compared over ETN at least. Uh, so I, I've been, that's one I'm very happy to see him do well. Uh, let's move on to tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Trey McBride. Everybody's trying to pick up this week. How aggressive were you in going to get him? I wasn't aggressive at all. I didn't, I, I don't get aggressive with tight ends. Okay. <laughs> I have my tight ends. I have my Sam Laporta. I have my TJ Hawkinson. And I have my Jake Ferguson's and I have, you know, I have my streaming teams. Um, Yeah. I mean, look, just because Zach Ertz got a ton of targets in that system doesn't necessarily mean Trey McBride will. I know a lot of people find Trey McBride to be the far superior athlete, but we'll see what happens. I'm not going to spend a lot of money on a tight end. I'm not going to win any of my weeks with a tight end. I don't think I'm going to win any of my weeks because I had Trey McBride. He might give me three or four more points than another tight end. So Mm -hmm. no, I'm, you know, look, if he's there and I have the waiver priority, sure, if I have a need. But um, I would be more excited about getting potentially Dalton Kincaid. That's next on my list, as it, as it turns out. Um, and with Dawson Knox needing surgery on his wrist, Kincaid coming off his biggest game anyhow, draft capital, all that. Bill's offense versus Arizona offense. A lot of good reasons there. Yeah, I mean, again, season high eight targets led the Bills receivers with 75 receiving yards last week. As you mentioned, the Dawson Knox surgery. Um, and he was only playing about 58% of snaps with Dawson Knox around. Now we know he's going to be out there. And if he's out there, he should be running routes. And I think with the Bills lost this weekend, hopefully they realize they need to get you know, more receiving threats than just Stefan Diggs. I personally think they should be involved in this trade deadline, that they should get someone from somewhere. I don't know if it's a jury duty, whatever. That may be too much, but if they can get Dalton Kincaid, remember how good they were when Cole Beasley was running all those routes out of the slot? Yeah. Can they do that with Dalton Kincaid? Can they add that, you know? So I think that it would be smart for them to get him more involved in the offense. He caught all eight of his targets. He looked really, really good. He did. And supposedly that's why they drafted him. So I am more excited about Dalton Kincaid because of the offense he's in, not to besmirch Arizona because they've actually been far better than I expected, but there will be changes. We don't really know what to expect with Kyler Murray coming back. Hopefully, you know, Hopefully he's going to be awesome. We've got him stashed everywhere, but maybe not. And who knows? So I feel I would rather have Kincaid than McBride if I'm prioritizing a tight end for the season. I like that. I I think you're right about that. Uh, You mentioned Jake Ferguson. I happen to have a lot of Jake Ferguson coming off the bye week. He might actually be available in some leagues because by by apocalypse and all, and wasn't super awesome in the game before the break. So maybe some people are down on him. It sounds like you're still high on him. 
Well, I think he has an excellent matchup this week versus the Rams. So as far mm-hmm. as streamable, I think this is a good week. Also, you know, again, that Dallas offense is he has the same amount of touchdowns as CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And he has like the same amount of receiving yards and target share as Michael Gallup, but you get to put him in the tight end position. And I just feel like he's going to get a lot of red zone targets. We saw Dalton Schultz get a ton of red zone targets for the Cowboys last year. And he, we're not seeing those big, you know, Dak is uncorking a big throw and CD lamb is stretching the field and, and getting it. We're not seeing that. And we're not seeing really the Pollard touchdowns either. Don't get Jake me started Burton on CD lamb. I'm so angry about CD lamb, I'm not so getting 10 targets a game. Just a waste. Oh, McCarthy. Infuriating. Infuriating. Yeah. I, I, don't I, get me started on Mike McCarthy and is we're going to go for it on fourth and one, but then we're not going to go. For, I, I, then we're going to run the clock down so you can just kick a field goal. Can you make your quarterback feel any worse about himself than saying, I don't trust you <laughs> to have a touchdown attempt? Like, you want to know what's wrong with Dak? They're in his head saying, you're going to make a mistake. We're just trying to keep you from making a mistake. Everything about the offense is trying to keep Dak from making mistakes. Not about, let's figure out what's awesome about Dak. Yes, his completion percentage has improved, but there are times that I would rather just see him potentially make a mistake and throw an interception and just try to get the ball to C.D. Lamb or a playmaker or something. It's, it's, it's a boring offense. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It- you know, we saw the Jets game. Lamb was uncoverable against the Jets. Yeah. You know, he got tons of targets and it worked. Oh, let's go five targets next week. Let's see how that goes yeah. instead. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so frustrating. Aggravation across the nation. Yeah, really bad. Uh, super annoying. Uh, let's take a couple of questions and we'll let you get going here, Jen. Um, A&J Films asks, trade George Kittle for Nico Collins or Jacoby Myers? He already has Kincaid, so... If you've got Kincaid, is now a good time to trade on Kittle? I would, I would, I would trade for Nico Collins. Yeah, I, I, I like love Nico Collins too. But I, I think I would trade for, I, I would trade for Collins. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Good question. Um, and a good thought process there. I, that, mm-hmm. I, um, especially because you know, you know, I mean, you're gonna have a buy for either tight end. That's the one thing that might be a negative there. But I say when you're when you need to improve elsewhere, that's the way you go. That's how you go about doing this sort of thing here. GVS, uh, Roshan Johnson, Zeke Elliott, or Pierre Strong this week. With we know Ford's out, Hunt mispracticed today. He'll probably come back. You, it'll probably be the same as last week with Hunt. But um, there's enough to go around for two running backs in Cleveland. So Johnson, Elliott, or Pierre Strong, half point PPR. Um, I was oh gosh, it's really hard because we don't really know how good Pierre Strong Jr. is. If Kareem Hunt is out, I think it's obviously Pierre Strong Jr. Yes. Uh, if he's not out, it's a little trickier. I might go Ezekiel Elliott. I know that sounds nuts, but yeah. I just feel like you made the impassioned case for him already earlier. So I just feel like you have a chance for a touchdown there. And I know yeah. that sounds silly, but when you're like looking at all these three guys, like who's the guy that's most likely to get the goal line carry? I think it's probably Zeke because Hunt, if Hunt's active, it could be Hunt. I mean, like. Yeah, Rashawn, I love Rashawn, but until I see how they're going to deploy the committee after how good Donta Foreman's been, yeah, I just feel like I would go with the known quantity, and the only known quantity there is Zeke. Agreed. Agreed. And moreover, game time is an issue here, too. You got, you know, Rashawn's playing the Sunday night game, so you don't know if he's going right. to be active until after that happens. So, 
Um, I think it's a it's a good time to wait on Roshan Johnson. Let him let him see let us see it on the field there first before we do anything else there. So good stuff there. Jen, I've got I promised to about 45 minutes. I always go longer than that, but I need to get you on under an hour here. Uh, thank you so much for coming on board. Always a pleasure. Um, tell everybody where they can find you, your various outlets, please. Sure. You can find me at Sports Illustrated. Uh, I write for both the fantasy and the betting departments at Sports Illustrated. You can find my podcast. It's called Waiver Wired uh, on Apple or Spotify. And uh, occasionally you'll hear me on Sirius XM now and again. Yeah. You're either on Fantasy Dirt, Fantasy Alarm. You're everywhere. You're you're here, you're there, you're everywhere. I like it. I just kind of slide around and fill in wherever they need me. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Good stuff. Hey, fun talking with you. I'm sure we'll see you uh, at an FSGA event uh, to be named later, yes. and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on Thanks, board. Jen. You bet. Jen Piacenti, everybody. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we got uh, Mario and John. Uh, make sure to tune in for that. Thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast.